so once again, the Eagles have um, they've uh, lost again to uh, <laughs> this is the second week in a row losing. Um, but they've lost to the Seattle Seahawks in a much closer game. The, to me, the score was much closer than what the uh, game had indicated. But um, obviously, there were a plethora of issues that were going on uh, on the Eagles' sideline. Definitely proud of how the Eagles played. Um, unfortunately, they for some for whatever reason they can't seem to get the offense to click. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that Carson Wentz sucks. He sucked that game, but overall, I don't think he does suck. So um, I saw this clip from um, ESPN First Take featuring uh, Molly Karam. Of course, the great Stephen A. Smith and, of course, that whack job Max Kellerman. So they're going to give their commentary on this, and uh, I will definitely have some tidbits, depending on what they talk about, at least on their comments. Carson Wentz injured his right hand in the third quarter of the 17-9 loss to the Seahawks, but he didn't miss a snap. He had one TD, but two interceptions on the day. Yeah, Carson Wentz didn't have the best game yesterday. This is probably one of the worst games. Although the Patriots game was his worst game that he had played in. No, uh, this this game was probably his worst game to date, uh, to say the least. Uh, and, there, and it's a plethora of issues. I don't think that Carson Wentz is the problem. I think that he's a part of the problem. Um, a lot of people look at the quarterback position. Obviously, it's a position of prominence, a uh, position to where you get all the glory and you get all the blame. But when you break it down uh, based off of the Eagles offseason moves or lack of moves and uh, things that they did in the offseason, you would think that they would put a Carson Wentz in a position to win when in, when in fact they're doing the exact opposite. Um They've actually kind of set this team back, in my opinion. It's taken during the game, came back negative. That, according to Coach Doug Peterson, the Seahawks are looking good, improving to 9-2. and two. Meanwhile, Philly struggling at 5-6. and six. I have to, you know, be better. I have to lead this team better. i got to protect the football better. We can't put it on the ground the way we did. Um, and, start- and kudos to Carson Wentz for acknowledging that. Yes, I think he does deserve a uh, pile of the blame, but... Never mind the fact that, once again, the Eagles are down three of their top receivers. You're implementing in a uh, Greg Ward Jr., uh, who is an undrafted free agent. You have J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who is an unproven second-round pick with no confidence. And you have Matt Collins, who, who openly, admittedly said, or admittingly said that he feels much more comfortable playing on special teams. So... Oh, and of course, you have Jordan Matthews, uh, who was on his third stint with the Eagles, and they just released him again. So, yeah, pretty much these these are just guys you basically picked up off the street. Uh, you also have to play in uh, to the factor that Brandon Brooks was out uh, with uh, with an anxiety issue that he had had, so that enabled that he couldn't play. Uh, Lane Johnson was also out with a concussion. So, I mean, with the shuffling of the offensive line a lack of receivers, and you also pile in Carson Wentz's horrible decision-making. This was a recipe for disaster. It starts with me, and I'm frustrated. Oh, believe me, I'm frustrated too. Carson owning it. Uh, Dan's still here with us. But, Max, I'm coming to you. Is Wentz to blame for Philly's struggles? No. Um, Actually, I would say he's a part of the blame. He's not the main blame. See, what Max is going to do, Max is going to blame Carson Wentz 
Uh, in the beginning, he was a quote-unquote Carson Wentz fan. Uh, but now it seems that he's going to turn, he's going to, he's going to basically turn face, uh, or turn heel to the idea of Carson Wentz being a good quarterback. Yes, he was awful this game. Make no mistake about it. He was, he was terrible. But like, I, I, I don't wish I could break this down. I'll probably break this down later in the video if they broach on the topic. Um, because I did have some tidbits that I wanted to add, um, as to why I think the Eagles are in the state that they're in right now. So. Yes, Wentz is to blame, and I've been saying this all year. There are other things. You guys can talk about the other things. He's the quarterback of the team. He got paid. His mechanics, Dan can talk about that much better than I can. His decision-making, his accuracy, everything is regressing. He is not an elite quarterback. He's not even an average quarterback right now. All right, and that's where I'm going to stop Max right there. Um, No, Carson Wentz is not an average quarterback. I do think that he... I think that he has elite talent, but he's playing below average. I mean, due to the fact that he doesn't have weapons. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I mean, you, when you have weapons that are around you as a quarterback, you look back at that 2017 season, he, Carson Wentz had everything. But I mean, now he's, he, but to me, he's not that level of elite to where. How do I put this? He's not that level of elite to make players around him better yet. Like, that's the thing. We can't, you can't judge him based off of that. Like, I, to me, you can't yet. He's still a relatively young quarterback. He, he has elite talent. But I, I just think that right now and at this time, he's not built He's not really built to build other players up, if that makes sense. Like, that's what I look at it as. I don't think he's a bad leader. I don't think he's a bad player. I think that he's just a quarterback that had a bad game. Uh, yeah, I mean, two interceptions and three fumbles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say that he's definitely a guy who um, he's he was worth what he's getting paid for or what they paid him, obviously. He's worth it. I just think that the Eagles are going to have to do an overhaul in the offseason and they're going to have to really take a hard look at this roster. And they're going to have to do their due diligence to build this team around the franchise quarterback, which they have not done. Worst part about it is at, it's at a time in his career where he's supposed to be ascending. Remember that whole Wentz versus Dak thing? Guys, I was very comfortable saying, please, I, I like Dak a lot. He has all the intangibles, but it's, Wentz is a different kind of animal. Okay, Dak, this is the first season that Dak is actually having a great statistical year. Yes, he's lighting the league on fire, but that it's weird because the Dallas Cowboys had a better record when Dak Prescott had uh, he his numbers one as good. Now that Dak Prescott is a quote unquote MVP candidate, isn't it funny that the Cowboys are now sitting at six and five now? So what is, what does that tell you? Like I mean, really, what what does that tell you? And the Cowboys are six and five with Amari Cooper, with that offensive line, with Ezekiel Elliott, with that defense. So what are you really saying? What are we really talking about here? <laughs> what are we really talking about? Dak Prescott is not better than Carson Wentz. If you take Carson Wentz and you put him on the Dallas Cowboys, they would have already won a championship by now. And that's no disrespect to Dak Prescott at all. I think Dak Prescott is having a, phen a phenomenal year, but his statistics don't equate to wins. That's just 
That's just facts. Look at their record. I couldn't take Wentz over Dak right now. I couldn't do it. And remember, to start the season, my focus with Wentz is, could he be a leader? Because Nick Foles juiced the team. Everyone wanted special teams, defense, offense. Everyone wanted to play for Nick Foles. And is that a fact? Or, or are you just talking out of your ass? That's not true. I don't think that... I don't think that Everyone wanted to play for Nick Foles. See, this is what I think happened in that 2017 season. Once Carson Wentz went down against the uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, once he went down with that injury, I think everybody's sense of urgency had risen that season. The defense knew that they had to they they knew that they had to do something to keep this team afloat. They had they I believe they had clinched the NFC East. Yeah. They had clinched the NFC East, and in the next game, they faced the Giants, and they were going to clinch the number one seed in the bye, right? So, yeah, I think that they did their they did their job, and they played up to par. I don't think that it would have been any different if Carson Wentz wasn't, if he was playing. I think they still would have went to the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. I just think that at that time, a lot of teams, they tend to catch stride much sooner or much later than every other team does in the NFL, you're looking at it right now with the Baltimore Ravens. They're catching stride now. They're catching fire right now. So I think that the Eagles caught their stride. They caught fire at the right time. I mean, they 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 went beyond their peak. You had a lot of players that were playing out of their minds. Jalen Mills was playing out of his mind until the Super Bowl. Even though the Eagles won, the Eagles still got tortured 504 yards. But they they played out of their mind against Minnesota. Played out of the mind against the Patriots. They were able to they were able to keep up with them and beat them. So we have to stop with the Nick Foles talk. Because if Nick Foles was such a great leader like everybody thinks he is, why isn't he having the same success as Carson Wentz? Or why isn't he having the same success with the Jaguars? The Jaguars, I believe, are fourth. They're fourth in their conference. Or in their division, sorry. Granted, he was hurt. Yeah, and that's another thing. So we're, we could judge. We'll have to judge Nick Foles for the next five games to see what he can do. Nick Foles and Wentz, as I was saying, it was coming out of the locker room, right? It's not that he doesn't want to lead. He hasn't figured out how yet. So I was really looking for that. I think I think what it is is that you have players that miss Nick Foles in the locker room, and I think that with Nick Foles, his skill set, it's better designed for this kind of offense that Doug Peterson likes to run. Um, Nick Foles is a guy who will check down. He'll, he'll, he'll take the check downs. He'll throw deep when he has to. Um, Carson Wentz, on the other hand, tends to hold the ball a little too long, tends to improvise a little too much, tends to see ghosts in the pocket, and he'll escape a perfectly clean pocket. Or if he senses that it's a good pocket, doesn't know when to get out of it. So these are obviously some things that he's going to have to overcome and get better with. Keep in mind, like he's... Been in the league for four years, but he's really only played maybe two, two and a half years. So it's 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 a slight learning curve. Yeah, that's how you have to think about it. He's failed in that respect so far this year. But with his ability to make big plays, with his talent, given his age, his relationship with his head coach, etc., like you would expect that things those things to kind of ascend, and it has been the exact opposite. I don't want to hear about drops and this and that and injuries. You guys say whatever you want. At a certain point, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. They're not good. And Wentz has been the problem. He's been, He's been a problem, not the problem. 
Uh, Max did say something that I thought was interesting. He says that he, the relationship regarding his coach, and he doesn't want to hear about. Let, let, let me let me let's just run that back. Run that back. His age, his relationship with his head coach, etc. Like you would expect that things, those things to kind of ascend, and it has been the exact opposite. Okay, the exact opposite because the team isn't built around Carson Wentz. The team is not built around Carson Wentz. Let me say this again: they're not built around Carson Wentz. Every other quarterback right now in the NFL that has success on their team, their teams are built around the franchise quarterback. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson now, Russell Wilson, all the successful quarterbacks in the National Football League, Jimmy Garoppolo. Every quarterback that is successful this season has a team that is essential to their skill set and how they operate in the offense. This Eagles offense is not built for Carson Wentz. They're just not. And I think that the Eagles and Howie Roseman did a poor job of trying to accumulate players for Carson Wentz to play with. Number one, the Eagles have the oldest offensive roster, and they have the oldest roster in the league right now on both offense and defense. Your skill positions. Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, is 30. He's probably about 30. Nelson Aguilar is 28. Deshaun Jackson's 32, and he's out. Then you bring in Jordan Matthews. He's 27. Then you also bring in, or you don't have any proven skilled receivers that can play outside of them. Hell, I don't even think Alshon Jeffrey wants to play for the Eagles anymore, is what it seems like. He was a healthy scratch. He could have played, but he decided just to be a healthy scratch. So then you, you have Wentz focusing too much on Zach Ertz. Can you blame him? Zach Ertz is a top three tight end in, in the league right now. Of course you got to throw to him. But what's happening is that every all the other receivers are being blanketed. They're hearing footsteps. They're dropping the ball. And then that's forcing Wentz to have a binary mindset, throwing to Zach Ertz. But Zach Ertz is mostly blanketed by two or three people. So I think that the Eagles have done a terrible job of trying to build a team around Carson Wentz. Again, Wentz is not the problem. He's a, he's, he's a problem. He is a problem. He's a product. He's a problem which is a product of the Philadelphia Eagles front office now not building a team around him but they would do the same for they would they wouldn't do the same for Nick Foles they would they built the team they they slowed the offense down made Nick Foles comfortable but Carson Wentz isn't like I said he's not at that level of elite to where he can uplift players who may not be as good cuz he's still trying to figure it out I don't want to hear about drops and this and that and injuries. You guys say whatever you want. At a certain point, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. They're not good. And Wentz has been the problem. He's made, the pocket's about to collapse. Or he thinks the pocket's going to collapse, but it holds, right? He, he bailed on the play. No, wrong. Uh, or the pocket's collapse and get out of there. And, he's at, and, and he gets sacked. He is, or, there's a play down the field. You got to force it down the field a little bit. That's when he dinks and dunks. Or there's nothing down the field. You have to check down. That's when he won't do it. He's, his instincts are completely shot. He's doing everything backwards. Every well, because they're, they're giving him bad. He's, a, he's establishing these bad habits now. Again, because of the lack of, the lack of awareness of the offense. They're not even running the football anymore. 
You have a rookie running back in Miles Sanders whom you got in the second round. And they don't want to run the football with him. Nor And he's one of their best pass options. They don't even want to pass it to him now. So I think that they have to go back to the drawing board and just start. And I mean, I know it's a little late in the season. The Eagles are still in the race for the NFC East. I mean, thank God they're in that division. But the Cowboys aren't just going to off and run away with the division. They just lost to the, uh, to the Patriots. They only put up nine points to the on the Patriots. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 um it's it's a little it's a little iffy, but I don't know. Every decision he's making seems to be the wrong one. His accurate, everything's bad, and he's not leading. Guys, I, I'm a I was a huge Dak guy. Dan could tell like You mean you're a huge Wentz guy. Excuse me, Wentz guy. Yeah. Now it's Freudian slip. I was a huge Wentz guy. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, you gotta say what you see. Yes, it's on Wentz. Well, you have to say what you see. You just don't have a license to see for everybody else, even with those Beetlejuice eyes of yours. You don't get to see for the rest of us. You get to see for you. We respect you. See a lot with these eyes. Well, listen, nobody's refuting what you're saying about Carson Wentz in all fairness to you because you are absolutely right. He has regressed. He has digressed. It has looked bad. He lost that game for them yesterday. Two lost fumbles, two in the set. Got to agree with Stephen A. Smith. Overthrowing, underthrowing, he was absolutely awful. There's no question. And when you juxtapose that to what you saw from uh, Russell Wilson, three key plays he needed to make, including, you know, the flea flicker for a touchdown and, you know, one that one time connected with Carson, another time he connected with somebody else. There's no doubt we saw what we saw from Russell, Russell Wilson. There's levels to the. You know what's funny is that the in the past two losses that the Eagles have had, uh, aside from Rashad Penny scoring on that run play, a lot of the times the Eagles defense has done a good job and they've stepped up. That much I'll give them I'll give the Eagles props for that one. I'll give them props. You know, I, I a feather in your cap, Mr. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz did his thing yesterday. And I can't I can't say that I'm I'm I, I can't I can't hate on that. He 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 coached a hell of a game. But it seems to me that now the defense is gonna not only have to get takeovers. They're gonna to have to look to score. I'm, I, I guarantee you that's what he's telling them in the, in, in the uh, in their meetings. He's probably telling them, "Listen, the offense can't do shit. We're gonna to have to do something. So we're gonna to have to look to scoop and score, interception, and take that mug to the house." Carson Wentz wasn't on it, but where I give Carson Wentz a break, albeit not necessarily yesterday, is when you look at the Eagles in its totality. You know the person that I think is the culprit in all of this? Howie Rose. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Let, let, let's, let's. Damn, I really need to be on this panel, man. Really? I, I Look, he's right. Howie Roseman is to blame for this. Let's see what Stephen A. Smith says. Let's see if he, if, if he agrees with my sentiment or sentiment that I'm going with on this. I am reading Max Kellerman and Dan from an article written in March. This is in March in the offseason where people in Philadelphia were lamenting the folks that he was bringing on board. And just to name a few, Jason Peters, 37. Old. Sean Jackson, 32. Old. 31, Brant. Old. 30, Sunday, 31. Old. They were like, you ain't hiring, you ain't bringing on anybody. No fresh blood whatsoever. Now, out of all those signings, honestly, if it were up to me, like you bring in Andre Dillard, right? You get him in the first round. I would have already cut Jason Peters and just sent him. I would have sent him packing. See ya. He can't seem to stay on the field. Um, Sendejo, 
I mean, I, I thought he was just going to be a camp body. He ended up getting a little bit of play time until he was out there uh, uh, headbutting his own teammates with friendly fire. Uh, Brandon Graham, I feel like that was a signing that was well worth it. I think he's a he's a great locker room guy, and he, to me, he's one of the better defensive linemen in the NFL. Quiet is kept. Board in their mid twenties. You did resign Darby. We get all of that and a couple of other guys, but for the most yeah, Darby can go too. Everybody you were bringing in was over thirty. Yesterday, what does Carson Wentz have available to him? You're down a leading your leading pass rusher. He's out of the game, but also your top three receivers in Deshaun Jackson, in Alshon Jeffrey, in Nelson Aguilar. So when you look at it from that perspective and you think about the plethora of injuries that they've had to sustain this season, you Carson Wentz, and from earlier on in the season, you've had to figure out ways to try to compensate. So if you walk into a game recognizing that you're behind the eight ball, sometimes... Yeah, that can be kind of daunting, knowing that you're going to be against the Seattle defense or these defensive backs who really aren't that good. But then you're throwing a wide receivers who can't catch or they can't get any separation. That's another problem is that the Eagles wide receivers get no separation whatsoever. So how's Carson? So Carson can't throw it into a window because the cornerbacks are usually already there. The receivers are undercutting the routes. They're over They're Oh, they're rounding off the routes too much. They're not in the places that they need to be. I watched the game twice yesterday and that's what I noticed. A lot of those incomplete passes were thrown in the right spots. It's just that the receivers weren't there. They, they weren't, I mean, they weren't there. You're going to pressurize yourself. You're going to put yourself in a situation where you're saying, damn, this is what I'm devoid of. This is what I have to work around. This is what I'm... Damn commercials. I'm really sick of YouTube. And we're back. What I'm going to have to do in order to win this game. And you might not be capable of that. So I'm not absolving him. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sit up here and say he well, has you're making excuses bad. for him. But, but, reasons. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm giving reasons, not excuses. These are valid reasons. If I'm a quarterback and I go into a game without my top three weapons, I mean, and I don't have a running game to begin with, it's like, damn. I mean, come on. And so if you're looking at the, the Eagles hierarchy, how do you pay a guy $109 million in guaranteed dollars and then forget to give him the assets to make your investment look good? I don't think that makes much sense. Car- the Eagles are looking a lot like the, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Like you give your quarterback all this money, but you can't bring in any assets. It's going to be interesting to see what they do in the offseason to see if they bring in any free agents. I think they're a team that's going to have to build through the draft. So I think that they're going to be due for some growing pains come next season. Once has to bear the brunt of this criticism and blame. For today? Well, for a lot of this season, so certainly okay. the past month. Okay. I, there's no bigger supporter or fan of Carson Wentz than me. I think he's going to win MVP in this league at some point. I think he's that talented of a player. But if I'm going to sit here six weeks ago and say, Dak Prescott, when you go on the road against the New York Jets without some of your players, you have to win that football game if you're going to go to Jerry Jones and say, give me $40 million. Carson Wentz has already gotten his money. So the last two weeks, that defense has played good enough to beat two playoff teams in New England and Seattle. And the quarterback and offense has let them down. And I know that's an improbable ask to do. And I know that's unfair to do. But when much is given, much is expected. And so when they cut that check to him, part of the reason they cut that check is going, you can overcome the moments when we're deprived of our talent. Exactly. 
I think it was the right move to sign Carson Wentz to, to that extension. I see nothing wrong with it. But I also didn't see that there were any injuries that were going to come. I had no idea that Malik Jackson was going to get hurt, Deshaun Jackson was going to get hurt, Alshon Jeffrey was going to get hurt, Jordan uh, Howard is out another week with with the stinger. Nobody saw that coming. But it is Carson Wentz's responsibility as the face of the franchise and franchise quarterback. It is his it's his obligation and duty to um to overcome these things. That's what they paid on the big bucks for. Dak Prescott, I don't think is a guy. He's a guy again that you have to build around him. And the Cowboys have done an excellent job of doing so, giving him a running game and a solid number one receiver, a legit number one receiver. The Eagles don't have a number one receiver. Like, yes, they got Deshaun Jackson. He's the, he's their deep threat, but he's 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 a great number two, you know, or or a, a great slot, a good number two, average number one receiver. If I'm just being honest, you're good enough, and it wasn't there with Carson. So yes, the receivers are out. His right tackle, Lane Johnson, was out. The right guard, Brandon Brooks, goes out. T- I get all that, and you're playing against a good team. But that's when you have to have your moment. Stephen A., you made an outstanding point that when you go into the game as a quarterback and you know that you're without those guys, you have to change the way you play. In that moment, Tom Brady's the greatest ever at it, of changing the way he's playing because of what's around you. What do I need to do on December 24th to win this game without all those people? It's not about being the best player on the field in that moment or taking all the stats or... I can't make sure that we don't. I have to make sure we don't lose this football that's game. That's why. So that, like, that's why. That's why he's got to bear we're the We're going to talk about right Tom now. Brady in a little while, but that's why when I call a guy a game manager, people think that's an insult. Take it how you want. Carson Wentz has to learn how to be a game manager, and with his talent, break off the big plays when you need it most. He's done the opposite. He like he can't manage the game, and when you need him to come up with a big play, he's throwing an interception. This is why. Can I tell you something? I think both of y'all are missing. Tom Brady consistently is playing behind the eight ball. True. That uh, Carson Wentz, it's week to week. In other words, with the Antonio Brown was there. Only played one game. Right. Josh Gordon, we knew that he wasn't reliable. At least at one point in time, we wish him nothing but the best in Seattle. The point that I'm trying to make to you, even though Tom Brady is is operating bereft of the necessary weapons in order to be elite an elite offense, okay. we know what he's dealing with. With, with with Carson Wentz, one week Alshon Jeffrey is there, the next week. Yeah, there's inconsistency with all these injuries. Like you said, one week Alshon Jeffrey's there, next week he's not. He's questionable. Now Nelson Aguilar, I think he's faking a knee injury, possibly. Or they're sitting him because he's having some sort of a psychological breakdown. Is it one but, week Nelson Aguilar? At least, but Tom Brady has the winning. defense to rely on. I know, so, exactly. but, well, but here's the thing. When you go into that game as a quarterback, you have to know, okay, I don't have anything around me, so what is the main thing? that I can't try to win this myself. Be good with the football. Make sure I allow our defense to win this game for us. If Without those turnovers. Well, 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 no, but without your those defense, turnovers. Your defense did turnovers. give up over six, point, six yards of carry. They gave up 174 yards. Do you, you think the, the four time. turnovers is because he's trying to do the most? Because yeah, he's trying to win the game. Absolutely, Molly. Carson Wentz, talent-wise, is this, he's, he's Patrick Mahomes-ish. Yeah. Big play, freaky, run around the field, well, whatever, Mahomes, whatever. But he's I know pass. that. Yeah, he's not saying that he's Mahomes, uh, Max. He's, he's comparing their archetype as a player. 
they're riverboat gamblers, except that Patrick Mahomes seems to do it a little bit, not seems to, does it a lot better than Carson Wentz does. And he also has Tyreek Hill. So, you, I mean, you give Carson Wentz Tyreek Kill, Lord knows what would have, if only. He and and he has to become a dink and dunk player right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have people. They had one. They didn't have a single receiver in the football so game. So let, let, let me ask you this, because Max, you love Nick Foles, and people used love to say, him. "Well, they game plan differently for Nick Foles." So is some of that on the coaches and on Doug Peterson to call different plays because they were successful with Nick with a little more of the dink and dunk? Well, because Nick is a dink and dunk quarterback. That he is get catch release, catch uh, release, get it out uh, of his hands. But they don't have people to be a big playoff. So as as a play caller, Doug Peterson's like, okay, I don't have people to be a big play offense, but I have a big play offense quarterback. What like how do I co- so he has to call plays but to make sure that everybody end. around him is being in an opportunity to be successful. And Carson needs to make this Dan. transition so because that's a for that to work. Your dink and dunk quarterback, your game manager, which Carson had to be, especially early in the season when right. when Deshaun Jackson. Okay, he hasn't been healthy, but. That guy, then when you dare him to beat you through the air, then when he needs, he has to come through. Say whatever you want. YouTube is really killing me with these damn commercials, man. Um, So, again, I I don't agree with what Max is saying. Once again, Max Max is just being a hater. But how is it that you have a big play quarterback, but you don't have big play weapons? Like, how is it? What do you expect Carson Wentz to do? If you don't have guys who who can really stretch the field... What more can you do? Whatever you want about Nick Foles right. in that Super Bowl. And we talked about why is the why didn't Belichick play um, um, uh, the cornerback? Malcolm Butler. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler. Butler. And my contention still is he's daring you to beat him. Like, it, Belichick wants you to try to beat him to beat him with Nick Foles. And what did Nick Foles do when dared? He did it. Right, he so hit the Carson, shots. So Carson Wentz has to dink and dunk and game manage and then in crucial situations come through. Instead, he's not managing the game. Right. In crucial situations, he's turning the ball over. And that's why he has sacks. But that's why he has to take blame, yes. But we can't sit here and be oblivious to the fact, like, first of all, they are the worst-ranked receiving core in the NFL. Before, yeah. yes. Thank you, Mr. Dan Orlovsky. The Eagles have the worst receiving core in the NFL. They don't have a number one. They don't even have a number two receiver at this point. Or they didn't play in that game. Alshon Jeffrey comes back at this point. I think he's a little washed. Deshaun Jackson, enough said. Nelson Aguilar, enough said. I want to say this so people understand. There was not a receiver on their team yesterday that played in that game who has 10 catches in a season. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you put... Hello, there's one other point you forgot. What do you got? Over the last four weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles have gone against the Buffalo Bills. Good defense. The Chicago Bears. Good defense. The New England Patriots. Good defense. And the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. So now they've got Miami, the Giants, the Redskins, Dallas, and the Giants again. They should win out. Honestly, I think I really think they should win out. I think they'll be a little healthier once they get closer to Dallas in week 16. And I, th- I believe they will beat the Dallas Cowboys and they will win the NFC East. But they're going to have to win out the rest of these games. They will be 8-6 and six on December 23rd, or for that December 22nd or December 23rd game, 4.30 kick in Philly, let's yeah. go. And that will be point, for the division. My point to you and Max is the same Carson Wentz we're talking about. I brought up the personnel that he has to work with. Combined with the defense he's had to go against. Right. Let's not ignore that. I'm not, oh, yes, it compounds. The problems compound. 
and great quarterbacks. I'm sick of Max Kellerman. So yeah, um, that's kind of the state of well, state of the franchise, if you will, with the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz. I'm still rolling with the guy. I mean, I've seen him do some incredible things in 2017 and in 2018 as well. I mean, he ended up, uh, he had 20, what is it, uh, last season before he had that back injury. I think he got hurt by week eight. I mean, Carson Wentz had, what, 21 touchdowns and four interceptions at that point? I'm not mad at that. I'm really not. So uh, we'll see what he can do, though. But anyway.